I'm just not excited for people to play this deck and cast Time War, Time War, Time War. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Round yeah. two. Oh, that reminds me. Um, I am excited about doing these last two commander decks today, but I'm also excited to potentially see the Street Fighter commanders soon. Like, <laughs> I know the Friends Forever hitting the streets is really cool, but the Street Fighters, oh man, they're going to they're gonna stir some shit up. Yeah, I uh, we better get an M Bison card. I was really upset when we didn't get one in the uh, uh, secret lair for Street Fighter. Right. How do you how do you not get an M Bison? M Bison and Akuma, like the two biggest villains for Street Fighter. How do you not have? Yeah, them? I don't know what it is, but there's something about like fantasy characters who are like just objectively wrong dictators, just. Dress so well, like Darth Vader and Bison. They just crisp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Luke is cool and all, but like God, Darth Vader, you can fucking look at him. <laughs> no. Luke got even cooler after he went dark. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, Return of the Jedi Luke was pretty good. Hell, even uh, Luke in uh, the fake Luke in. Uh, Mandalorian. Fucking cool. Yeah, they did a good job with that CGI. Fuck yeah. And, like, the way that they went down the hallway and stuff, I was like, yeah. 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 That's, yeah. that's great. Mm. If there's a Star Wars character with a lightsaber and a hallway, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and a dark robe. Yeah, you can't see their the face. Dark. They're in a robe. You're in a hallway. And their lightsaber's not blue. Yeah. You're in some shit. Yeah, we got we got Maul walking down the hallway in the Clone Wars uh, last season. We got Vader walking down the hallway in Rebels. Then we had Luke coming down the hallway in Mandalorian. It's just you're just fucked. Do, do we count? Um, oh, my brain just shut down. Uh, do we count the Robo guy when he went onto the ship? The Robo guy when he went onto the ship. General Kenobi. Uh, oh, oh, General Grievous. Oh, yeah. General, yeah, like oh, how many God. how many times did he go into a hallway and there were uh, clone troopers or something and somebody in that hallway got fucked? Did you watch the uh, 2003 2D animated Clone Wars? Yeah, buddy, it was fun. Oh my God, he was so much cooler than that. The fucking <laughs> oh, what a good what a good series. Turns right. out. Uh, uh, yeah. Turns we out we probably. actually play Commander. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is our Commander podcast. 
Uh, yeah, Commander Grievous. <laughs> Commander uh. Kenobi, we play again. Um, <laughs> this is not the card you're looking for. <laughs> Um, it's not the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. Back to Commander. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got two more of the Capenna Commander decks, uh, precons, to look mm-hmm. at today. And, uh, well, to talk about, because, well, we're a podcast, so you don't get to, you can look up everything as we talk about it. Uh do 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 damn yeah. so uh first up maestros yeah 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 and hello he seems mm. like he's gonna be problematic <laughs> he's such a cool character too like yeah i read i read the uh the story thing for him and hello is mm. he's oh. he's got some style for sure like yeah. even even for a vampire what does that mean, Josh? <laughs> well, read the read the story. And we'll tell us yeah, but what do you mean about even for a vampire? <laughs> like vampires have style, and even for a vampire, he's got style. Oh, I see what you mean. Because <laughs> I was about to say when I think of style and magic, vampires are like right up there. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were. I thought you were throwing shade at uh, Edgar Markov. You know. No, I'd rather throw sunlight at Edgar Markov. Thanks. <laughs> Oof. Bitch be gone. Uh, ugh. Yeah, no, and Hello is really cool. He's a blue, black, and a red. 1-3. Vampire Assassin. All right, we're off to a good start on cool stuff. Uh, Death Touch. All right. And uh, the first instant or sorcery spell you cast each turn has Casualty 2. Which, we haven't gone over a lot of casualty yet, so it's, as you cast that spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power 2 or greater, and when you do, you copy the spell, and you may choose new targets for the copy. I'm, I'm pretty sure that, with or without in Hello, uh, cruelties, or casualty, is a pretty good mechanic. Yeah, I like casualty. Um, none of the casualty cards are too high, like, number-wise, too. So you can play most of them in Spellslinger decks and still have a consistent uh, <coughs> way to fuel it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, uh, yeah, turning all your bodies me. into dual casters is pretty neat. Yeah. It's, it's limited to the first spell you cast each turn, but um, I am very scared of people casting yeah, Time turn. Warp. Yeah, each each has their first spell each turn. Not each of your <laughs> turns. Oh, that is a good point as well, yeah. So, like, I love my Toshiro instance, but on Hollow token instance would be hilarious. Yeah. On your turn, I'm going to Blood Pact, and I'm going to Blood Pact again. And on your turn, I'm going to do this. Uh, we're going to have this spell that says everybody sacks a creature at instant speed. And then, oh yeah, Liliana's triumph. And then she's gonna triumph again. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, brutal. Yeah. Very flexible way to play it too. Just mm-hmm. have more spells and dudes. So when you think about that, it's really amusing to me when I look at this. It actually only has fourteen creatures in this deck. 
yeah one one or two of them make sense because well yeah that that's probably what's going to happen to that creature <laughs> yeah i think overall they actually did a good job with the creature base and i think once we get to the sorceries we'll see why there's so few creatures and i think overall i'm pretty i think this would would have been a hard deck to make a pre-con for because you need to balance a spell senior deck that needs creatures in play to do its thing. I think overall they did a pretty good job. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so we got I, yeah the, the pre-prints and the creatures. We've got Bloodsoaked Champion, uh, Goblin Electromancer. That's amusing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kess Dissolent Mage. Okay, so you've got another commander in your commander deck. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Puppeteer click. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it gives mm-hmm. you some cool stuff to, to do your sacking with. Uh, Rekindling Phoenix. Ixalan reprint. Oh, yeah. More, more token generation. Skyclave Shade. That's from uh, Ink, Ink World, right? I don't think so. I think that's new. I don't I think Ink World had caves. No, Didn't that you? looks new. Yeah. I guess okay. so. Oh, it's from Zendikar Rising. Uh, the Skyclave. That's where it's from. That's yeah. right, yeah. And uh, Woe Strider. The goats. You get to bring out the Kobe's. Um, yeah. <laughs> or the LeBrons, you know. But mostly the Michael Jordans, depending on how many, how long it lives. Um, uh, and then Squee, the Immortal. Uh, the Man. Yeah, Squee's going to be really good in this deck. <laughs> really good in your graveyard. No. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be dying a lot, <laughs> as his his destiny. <laughs> oh jeez. So you want to go over our first new card in the creature stuff? Yeah. Well, new. It's a. It's a, Capenna. It's a normal Capenna card, but uh, Cormella, Glamour Thief, uh, one blue. Uh, black red for 2-4 vampire rogue with haste uh, for 1 mana you can tap it and add blue black red to your mana pool spend this mana to only cast instant or sorcery spells so already a 2 mana ramp which is weird for uh, what's it called uh, <laughs> Grixis. Grixis thank you <laughs> uh, for Grixis to have uh, doesn't go mana positive the turn it comes into play but still not bad you get a kickback on its cost when it enters uh, and then when it dies, return up to one instant sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. So you get an Archaeomancer effect as well on death. Um, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily go mana positive when you play it, because you pay five and get three back. But mm-hmm. that three is going... It goes towards your instant sorceries. So, I mean... And she's a body, so if you're about to cast a big spell, she's already a 2-4, so she can pay for the casualty too. Yeah. For Vanhello. So, but yeah, like at worst, she's effectively a two mana premium to ignore the casualty cost and get an Archaeomancer effect, which is really good. So, I think she's gonna be great in this deck. And I think when I think when we covered her in our episode, you were talking about some cool stuff you could do with her in the command zone, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's obviously some tricks. Any any commander that has haste and a tap ability, it like this. Seems really good. Yeah. Just, mm. Yeah. Mm. I could see some things happening with her. 
That uh, overall great include. Definitely. Doggy Detective. Uh, one black, two one, human rogue. When it enters the battlefield, surveil two. Okay, so for those of you who don't know what surveil is, it's like scry, so you look at the top two cards of your library. You can put any number of them into your graveyard, and then put the rest on top of your library in any order. Mm-hmm. And then whenever an opponent draws their second card each turn, you may return Dog Detective from your graveyard to your hand. Okay, so this guy is definitely built for being a casualty of war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he and Squee are going to get along very well. <laughs> yeah, and, and the Bloodsoaked Champion, too. Like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just... Wow. Great art, too. Kind of gives me... Uh, Invisible Man vibes from the the original movie, but yeah, yeah. over overall just like an effective uh, casualty outlet with a ETB that kind of gives you more incentive to play it other than to just have it die. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So I guess next we have Par Ooh. Parnisi. The Subtle Brush. <laughs> Josh seems pretty excited about this one. Uh, two blue-black-red for a 4-4 legendary creature vampire wizard. Uh, whenever you or a permanent you control becomes a target of spell or ability opponent controls, count that spell or ability unless that player play- pays for life. That's pretty good. Um, whenever you like, copy that right a... there is enough. Like, that's good. But, but there's... Oh, it gets better what you're about to read. But there's another line of text. <laughs> it's a not a problem, but I like this problem. Whenever you copy a spell, up to one target opponent may also op- may also copy that spell. They choose new targets for the copy. That's super sick. Um, their copy will resolve first because you'll if you uh, in hello, let's say because you cast in hello, put the spell in the stack, casualty, put the spell in the stack, then she triggers. And then their copy resolves. So their copy will resolve first, then your two, uh, which is good for extra turn stuff. Uh, but overall, like, really good if you, like, are casting removal spells and stuff because they're de-incentivized to target your stuff because of the four life. I think this is a cool political card. What do you think, Josh? Um, yeah, I was looking at this going, this would be a really fun casual commander on its own. Uh, just mm-hmm. play Grixis copy politics, you know? Hey, I'm casting yeah. this spell to draw cards that I'm copying. Mm, I'm going to make friends with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or if you uh, cast a spell that buffs a creature or something, and you're playing blue, and you can... <laughs> um... <laughs> It's in my head, it just messed up right now because this is funny. Um, you, get, you target a player, they get to copy the spell, they get excited to buff one of their creatures, and then you change its target with uh, that neat little zero four ar- zero four artifact creature. Spellskite? Yeah, you spellskite their target. <laughs> and so then they either buff the spellskite or they lose four life. They lose four life or the spell gets... Countered. Basically, yeah, they either buff you twice, or they lose four life. Seems funny. Or they can choose to have the spell get countered. Yeah, of course. From her first ability. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's whenever it becomes the target. 
So if yeah. you have a way to change the target again and then do it again, they just, if they really want that spell. <laughs> yeah, it'd have to be like a pump spell with like a draw card effect on it to give mm-hmm. them some incentive to not just uh, say get it countered. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, she's definitely amusing. I, I like her. Uh, yeah. Ooh, sinister concierge. Uh, one blue. Uh, she got chains. Uh, two one. I think a lot of these things are gonna be two, uh, two power generation from tokens and stuff. Yeah. Uh, when sinister concierge dies, you may exile it and put three time counters on it. Okay, so this creature suspends itself. Okay. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. They do exile up to one target creature and put three time counters on it. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Uh, each card exiled this way that doesn't have suspend gains suspend. Okay, cool. I totally pre-read that in my brain. So suspend is every one of your upkeeps. Uh, you remove a counter on the beginning of your upkeep on your cards with suspend. And when it has done cast the creature you cast the card without paying its mana cost yeah and creatures will gain haste as well mm-hmm. something i always forget but yeah this card seems super good not just in this deck but in like any deck and especially in this deck yeah it's like you can put something that you don't like in a bubble for three turns and you could pop like this is some super politicky because it's like hey that's our problem right now and then you, you're getting ready to cast a spell, and you're like, I can deal with two threats at, or three threats at once, because I'm going to sack my Sinister Concierge for the casualty. Uh, my main spell is going to go here, and my copy is going to go there. So three things have been removed. Three threats. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's so yeah, good. like because yeah, this this deck really excels at like two for one of your opponents almost. And then Sinister Concierge makes it a uh, three for one, <laughs> um, I, because she doesn't because she'll come back and then all you've lost really the only real resource you've lost is the initial spell itself. Yeah, but you still remove two other things, and the yeah. Concierge comes back. The creep the whatever you exiled comes back, but if it had a bunch of counters on stuff on it, it doesn't, and. The concierge is, you're taking out something important, and they can't, like, while it's gone for three turns, they can't reanimate it. Uh, they can't, you know, shuffle it back into their deck, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it takes them off the field for three turns. And yeah. in some games, that that's a long time. Yeah, in three of your opponent's turns, too. So it's like... The, if it's, like, a threat that everybody wants to deal with, you're going to have, effectively, nine player turns to deal with it. And if it comes back, you can just kill the concierge again. What if you made clones of the concierge? Um, I think they'll f- go away once they die. I don't think they'll go on suspend. Because most clones say they're a token. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. actual clone. Maybe, maybe it'll, like, go on suspend as a clone and then come back into play, and if Concierge isn't there, it won't... No, the, their, cre- their, creature, their creature would still have suspend as well because of the fact, but yeah. you could copy something else, too. Maybe. Yeah. I, it sounds right, but, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know course. enough. You about have to clones. see it. You have to see it in action. Yeah. I guess also the name's really weird on this card. Like I feel like the one job of a concierge is to not come off as sinister. <laughs> <laughs> right. Your bag, sir. It's a pretty bad concierge, if you ask me. I mean, maybe they're a good concierge in Capenna. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my concierge didn't shoot me in the foot. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still alive. All right. Good, good hotel. Uh, next, we have Soulbinding Soprano. Spellbinding, uh, for those of us who read cards. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Spellbinding, spellbinding. I've been reading too many black cards recently, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one in the red for a 2-2 human bard. Ooh. Whenever a spellbinding soprano attacks, instant and sorcery says he casts a string, costs one less to cast with Encore for three and a red. Encore, um, you pay the cost, exile this card from your graveyard for each opponent, create a token, copy it that attacks the opponent this turn if able, the... They gain haste, sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step, activate only as a sorcery. Sheesh, that seems really good. You can... Oh. You attack, you cast an instant, sack it to casualty, and you have an extra Goblin Electromancer for the rest of the turn. Yeah, and then the next turn you encore it, attack with all three, sacrifice one to casualty that for your spell that costs three less. And you still have three less reductions for the rest of the turn after your ca first casualty spell. Meet meet. <laughs> yeah, this is... I think this card is decent in warrants experimentation in m any kind of red spells in your deck. And just one of those cards in Unhello you're going to keep in there because of how well it synergizes with the commander. Yeah. I think the fact that, yeah, the Encore is expensive, but it's a two-cost, two-drop that reduces your other spells so you know that's the same reason you're playing would would basically be playing Cornella the Glamour Thief you know yeah or a Goblin Electromancer like four mana for the Encore is bad but if you think about it as if you cast two spells you've net two mana already and then every spell after that you'll net another three mana off the Encore so like is it that unrealistic to say you're going to cast two spells in a turn where your spells cost three less no not at all especially if you're past turn four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. And having a, a free way to... A, an extra way to bring a creature back in situations to in case you just need that cruelty, that's good. Like, the Encore is definitely um, a unique but effective ability in this deck. It's casualty for us, in, for us here that read cards. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, damn it. I think uh, I was talking about Encore being a unique effect in this deck. Uh, because yeah, I don't think yeah. I saw any other cards with Encore. Encore's just a unique effect all around. I think it was Commander Legends, and then we've seen like a couple cards with it here and there. Yeah, Encore was kind of their way of not doing... of doing the uh, Amonkhet ability. Uh, yeah without being the same Amonkhet ability in places that don't have mummifiers. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird in Amonkhet that we got Eternalize and the uh, the other one, and they worked super similar, 
came out in the same two sets and weren't the same. It was like one made them four fours and one had their original power and toughness. And it was pretty weird. You're right. And, the, and their names were similar. I forget. I'm going to lose my mind. Um, embalm, right? Yeah. Yeah, embalm. That annoyed <clears throat> me. <laughs> I can understand. Uh, yeah, the fact that they put out the same the same ability in two different ways, like just a little gray in between, that was weird. Mm-hmm. But Amonkhet and this couple sets after were crazy. Yeah, so I think I like Encore more. Also, Haste Ooh. was good. That means I get this new one. Uh, yeah, I get really Cyrix, Carrier of the Flame. It's a two black red Phoenix three three legendary creature. Okay, already cool. Art looks awesome. Uh, yeah. Flying Flying Haste 3-3. Three, three. It's a haste creature, so that's awesome. At the beginning of each end step, if a creature left your graveyard this turn, target Phoenix you control deals damage equal to its power to any target. Okay, cool. Graveyard Lightning Bolts. Starting off, obviously. Unless Xerix mm-hmm. gets bigger. <laughs> Um, you would never. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who would cast Hatred on Cyrix and then exile your graveyard? Um, <laughs> whenever another Phoenix you control dies, you may cast Cyrix Carrier of the Flame from your graveyard. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> like, literally, just like I said, you might cast Hatred or Howl from Beyond or something and make this, like a 9 or 10 power creature or whatever and then you bajookabog yourself <laughs> I and guess you're that's like, the way do, 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 do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not for each card that left your graveyard though it's only if a card left your graveyard so you'd still only get one shot yeah and it's it's one each end step but still yeah really cool card I'm pretty positive this will be a, po- a popular commander. Uh, Phoenixes have kind of always needed a commander card. And they're mostly red, but I guess black gives you access to reanimation effects, which, you know, I'm all for. <laughs> but yeah. I like it. Yeah, and it it's okay in this deck, but it's definitely one of those cards that I think was more printed to be played on its own. Like Phoenixes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all the new creatures, so do you want to move on to the sorceries? Yeah, let's let's do uh you list off the uh let's try and list off some of these reprints. Yeah, we've got so people Army know of what's going on. Reprints are Army of the Damned, Call the Skybreaker, Chain Reaction, Clone Legion, Damnable Pack, Deep Anal, I mean Deep Analysis, <laughs> um, Dawn of Dawn from Dreams, uh, Dread Summons. Feed the Swarm, Flawless Forgery. Oh, wait, no, that's new. My bad. Uh, Hex. <laughs> um, Ponder, Preordain, Reign of the Pit. Well, I'd never thought I'd see this card printed again. Not because it's like a super expensive reprint, just it's a uh, conspiracy. Uh, River's Rebuke, uh, Sever the Bloodline, uh, Tolerance Invocation, and Zinder Splits Judgment. Wow. Friend or foe stuff. That's a cool mechanic. 
But yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff that they put in this for reprints and sorceries. Because there's a conspiracy card, there's a battle bond card, mm-hmm. like, and then there's some stuff like Hex that I'm like, why the hell would you do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hex is such a cool card. <laughs> um... But yeah, overall, uh, notable standouts and reprints, Army of the Damned and Clone Legion are pretty great stuff to copy. Army of the Damned also gives you fuel for copying stuff. Um, and then... Uh, oh, Rivers Rebuke is so good in this deck. If you only have two opponents left, it's just Psyrift if you casualty it. <laughs> and everybody loves that card. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to make it <clears throat> damaging. But politics, right? Yeah. Just... Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, go ahead. No, no, you just... With uh, big politics, you just um, make allies with one person and pop the other two. <laughs> yeah, that is the nice thing about not having to hit everybody, is you can politic with it, which is sometimes more powerful than bouncing somebody's board. And potentially more fun. Yeah. Other than that, Dread Summons is also really cool in this deck. I like copying that. I like the idea of copying that and, like, milling everybody a bunch and just making a shit ton of tutus. I, I know the card's not in here, so I'm going to say it now. Like, I feel like this deck would be really cool with the Dalkin Orrery. Yeah. Well, you know, I feel like you'd say that about all of the pre-cons, <laughs> but this one especially. You are this right. one specifically for the uh, uh, instant speed politics seems cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any deck that says once per whenever you cast something, get an effect once per turn. Uh, Vidalkin Ori is good, and I I think uh, the yeah, green adventure sense. card from AFR makes good use of it. <clears throat> yeah, Chainer. Mm-hmm. Black red, obviously. So yes. Um. The first reprint is Flawless, or not reprint, a uh, new card is Flawless Forgery. Uh, three blue blue sorcery with Casualty 3. Um, do you know if Casualty stacks? Like, if this is my first spell, can I sacrifice a three power creature, then a two power creature, and get two copies? Yes, you can. Oh my god. That's so They good. are individual instances of the same ability. Oh. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't just become Casualty 5. Um... <laughs> 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 uh, Exile target, insert a sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard, copy that card, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Super cool. Uh, the way you think about it is, is this, like, you, your spells have casualty 2 because of him, and this has casualty 3. It's along the same premise as uh, the new pilot that says your vehicles have crew 2. Uh, uh, the vehicles still have its original crew cost, but it'll also have the crew 2 cost. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But this one actually ma- makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, this one actually uh, matters. So yeah, Flawless Forgery seems really good. You get to cast from people's graveyards up to three times with Inhello, or two times by itself. Uh, can get you out of some sticky situations. You know, anybody who's played with Rexiel, played with or against Rexiel before, understands how powerful it can be to cast an insert sorcery from somebody's graveyard. Because the cards in people's graveyards are usually good because they chose to include them in their decks. But but you know what's really good with this uh, flawless forgery, right? Oh, what would that be? 
Parnas, the subtle brush. Hey, I am <laughs> taking a spell out of your graveyard, and I'm making a copy of it. I'm casualtying, so I'm making two copies. I'm using and Hello's casualty, so I'm making three copies, which means Parnes says, you get a copy, and you get a copy, and you get a copy. We're all... Who doesn't love Hive Mind? <laughs> We're all casting from your graveyard. <laughs> oh, you cast Demonic Tutor? Well, so are all of the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What a clusterfuck. I love Grixis, me too. <laughs> I don't know about that name. Uh. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Eh. <laughs> Is that actually a bad thing to call it that? No, no, not a bad thing, just confusing. Oh, definitely. Uh, but it's Grixis, so yeah. <laughs> plans within plans. They're not even my plans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just along for the ride. Ooh, this looks fun. Uh, Maestro's Confluence. Three and yeah. a Grixis, because, again, saying blue-black-red is hard. Uh, sorcery. And the art's interesting. Um, choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. Ooh, these Confluence cards. Uh... First is return target mono-colored instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to your hand. Target creature gets minus three, minus three until end of turn. Or go to each creature target player controls. <coughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> but it will be when you cruelty it, or casualty it. Yeah, this seems... Oh. This seems to me like go to people's stuff and return time warp from your graveyard to your hand. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but if you casualty this, which you probably will, it's yeah. six, six mana, choose six, basically. Yeah. Uh, wow. Go to everyone for three. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm just going to get... Uh, these three spells back from my graveyard that are going to let me do this again in a different way. Yeah. I'm going to get three spells back from my graveyard. One of them gets this spell back. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get back my Flawless Forgery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're all casting Demonic Tutor again. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah this, I think this is the best Confluence we've gone over so far. I think River Tears was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. I like it. Oh, I like this next card. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> this, this next card is make an example. <laughs> Three and a black. Each opponent separates the creatures they control into two piles. For each opponent, choose one of the, their piles. Each opponent sacrifices the creature in the chosen pile. Piles can be empty. <laughs> so it's for each opponent, so already it's uh, asymmetrical. <laughs> And then, uh, you get to, <laughs> you get to board wipe them. And you choose the pile, they lose. So, like, I don't know, this seems really, this seems like a really powerful board wipe effect to me for only four mana. Um, and you can also make some friends. You could be like, hey, Josh, make one of your piles zero creatures. I'll let you keep your creatures. Yeah, um, <laughs> the politics go with this, plus the fact that, um, I know there's a white 
one effect where you choose the piles and then they choose what they keep and lose. But this is obviously it's blacker is better. So they choose the piles and then you choose what they lose. And then you casualty this. Yeah, I mean, there's diminishing returns on the casualties because there's going to be less creatures in play, but it still seems good if you really just need to cut down the number of creatures. Right, and you can make deals with each one. <laughs> yeah, and then notably, you know, I'm somebody who likes to stick by my deals, but I can be like, hey, Josh, put, <laughs> leave leave one of your piles empty, I'll let you keep your creatures, and then lie. <laughs> but it's for the second making example that you didn't do that. <laughs> No, I only said that for the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not lying. It's just they didn't ask the right question. Yeah. I don't, I don't lie. You just didn't read the fine print, you know? <laughs> I'm a cute. Who writes that? Uh, no. Uh, let's see. Xander's Pact? Is that the next Nui? I believe so, yeah. Okay, looks interesting. Uh... The guy looks like he has some kind of halo mohawk going on. Uh, four and two black sorcery, casualty two. All right. Each opponent exiles the top card of their library. Okay. You may cast spells from among those cards this turn. If you cast a spell this way, you pay life equal to that spell's mana value rather than its mana cost. Ooh. I like this card. Ooh. And it's got built-in casualty. Yeah, so you can do this three times. So you dig three cards deep from each opponent. So assuming you're in a four-player game, you're gonna that's uh, nine cards you're digging because it doesn't hit yourself. Right? Yeah. But you could also copy it with Parnas, maybe? Parnas doesn't uh, let you copy stuff. No, but it lets someone else cast a copy of it. <laughs> yeah, somebody else could cast a copy. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why you'd want that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there's something... Maybe they find something to cast to help a situation. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> if you really need to dig deep. I like Angelo. Got Making a plan to copy cast lots of spells is really cool. But Parnes having built-in politics is... That's my bread and butter right there. Yeah. <laughs> my my plans are beyond your understanding. <laughs> and mine. <laughs> my plans are beyond my understanding. <laughs> oh. That was all the sorceries though. But yeah, no, that uh that Xander's Pact is really cool. Mm-hmm. I mean giving if you're giving you options to cast spells that you don't have, and plus it's you pay six mana and you have a nine card bolus of citadel that you can use yeah like it it's a six man is a lot and then you have to pay the life and there's not much life gain in this deck so you need to like make sure you're healthy going into it but overall like this could be like something you cascade into a win I can see happening pretty often or someone else's win yeah or somebody else's win I'm just yeah. You can you can have the game. I'm just gonna lightning bolt myself. No, no, with no this. you take you take their win con with this. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Oh, that's a really cool creator hoof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. right so next. we're into the instance. Yeah, 
we have a couple reprints. Bedevil. Um, Bedevil, Dig Through Time, Factor Fiction, Frantic Search is a great reprint, actually. Um, Mystic Confluence. Yeah, wow, another Confluence, and the, the best one for the first cycle. And yeah, I think that was the last reprint, actually, in Instruments. Right. We have a lot of new yeah. ones. And there's a lot of new ones, and they all have really cool, catchy names for the most part. So let's start it off. You get the uh, you get the first one. I yeah, want, a little. I want the uh, the B one. <laughs> the B one. The B. <laughs> Is that a B? Yeah. Um, so yeah, a little chat. One in a blue casualty one. Look at the top two cards of your library. Put one of them into your hand, and the other on the bottom of your library. So it's worse anticipate, but it has casualty one. So I think overall it's better you'll look at more cards and get more cards in hand uh for the price of a creature which in this deck doesn't seem to be a problem so overall i really like this card no i think it's good like it's a mm -hmm. solid for an uncommon it makes sense and i expect to see it being played a lot to be honest yeah. um you know how that stupid common from that one site is like five bucks for draw to make a treasure deadly dispute is Deadly Dispute like five bucks? What? Yeah, dude. Yeah, that and Consider because of Standard. Uh, they may have gone down potentially with this set. <clears throat> no, it's it's 580. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. For... And, and Consider, too, when she wouldn't even think that. I wouldn't even consider that. Oh, God. Damn it, boy. <laughs> uh, that, that was an, aud an audacious swap of pun <laughs> jokes, um, which is a three-man and a red instant uh, with casualty two. The owner of target non-enchantment permanent shuffles it into their library, then exiles the top card of the library. If it's a land card, they put it on the battlefield. Otherwise, they may cast it without paying its mana cost. Okay, this is way better than I thought now that I'm fully reading it with casualty. Yeah. Um, this is Chaos Warp that copies itself? Yeah, Chaos Warp can hit enchantments, which is huge for red-black, but other than that, this is just better Chaos Warp. It's more fun Chaos Warp, for sure. It yeah. does cost more, but if it's a land they put on the battlefield, otherwise they cast it without paying its mana cost so they have to cast it um which means somebody could counter it possibly they don't just yeah. put a permanent onto the battlefield so i feel like it's a more fair chaos warp really like it's fun and no one can really get salty about it in a way like yeah i, I feel it's really good plus you casualty it and then hello you're just you're sending some swaps everywhere it's like you get to do something new and boom ah Oprah the Painter, that's what this is. Uh. Yeah, if Oprah had to sacrifice a human life from the audience to give away her stuff. <laughs> okay, if, if Oprah was not a good... If this was Oprah's evil twin. You get a car, you get a car. Everybody but you gets a car. <laughs> Everybody gets a casualty. No. Uh, no, that's really good. I like yeah. it. I think, I think you wanted card. to do this next one as well? Oh, yes, I did. This is Body Count. Uh, two and a black. Instant. Spectacle came back for this one with one black. Which means you can cast a spell for a spectacle cost rather than a mana cost if an opponent lost life this turn. 
Haven't seen a lot of those effects in this deck, but still. Uh, draw a card for each creature that died under your control this turn. Cool. Like, if somebody board wipes, like, this yeah. gets you back in the game. Yeah, the... It oh, doesn't you can say casualty creature Yeah, you can casualty it. And if you casual you casualty it at, at uh, cast, so you'd get one more draw as well from each from it and the copy. Oh yeah, yeah. This seems pretty good. I uh, I don't know. It's weird because when you think body count, you think how many people somebody killed, not how many of your own guys you lost in a fight. But other so, than I mean, that, it seems pretty good. Think of it this way though: like, uh, let's say you got a two-two creature or whatever. You got in hello, and your opponent sacks a fetch, so they've lost a life, and so that makes this card's mana cost one. Yeah. And then you, and let's say that this is going to the end step. Uh, nothing else has died, so you can still cast this for one casualty the creature, and draw two twice. So one, no, no draw one twice. Yeah. So one mana. It's it's. At minimum, you could play this like village rights. No, like I, I think this card is super good. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I think if you're running any deck with a sack outlet, you're gonna love this card. Um, which most decks should have a sack outlet, in my opinion. So that shouldn't be a problem. I feel it like over, body yeah. body count should be in any deck that can play it. That's playing a lot of creatures. Yeah, this will definitely be going in a lot of my reanimator decks. Yeah, just because they end up looting their board. Like, it's mm. just good. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And I love black instant speed draw. Yeah. And I just like having cards in my hand. Yeah. So I can put them in my graveyard. <laughs> can you imagine doing, uh, someone doing a board wipe and you follow up by going body count into Rise of the Dread Martin? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. I get a 2-2 two, two for everything that died and a card. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we've got Maester's Charm. Uh, blue, black, red. Uh, instant. Choose one. Look at the top five cards of your library. Put one of those cards into your hand, the rest of your graveyard. Each opponent loses three life and you gain three life, or deal five damage to target creature or planeswalker. I like this one. Flexible. It feels good to copy. You can like kill a planeswalker and get a card, or kill a planeswalker and get some life back. You do need some life gain in this deck. It seems like. <laughs> so yeah. far, it does seem like you're gonna need ways to gain life, for sure, unless you're stealing that from opponents somehow. But Which yeah, isn't uh, too out of the ordinary to be able to steal that from opponents. But yeah, it's a flexible or, charm that when you mm -hmm. copy it can get can do what you need done. Yeah, it, it has one situational effect and two all-arounder effects. So it has, like, you know, the deal five is only really good if there's a creature or planeswalker you want dead in play, and then the other effects are just, like, generic good things to do. Um, which I kind of feel like is what charms want. They want some... They want, like, one ability that they only really... That's really good when you need it, and then two abilities that they can fall back on if that doesn't come up. But in this deck, since you're copying stuff, you can, like, use the ability to kill what you need casually to get the other effect, just for bonus value. 
Oh, wow. You read Waste Management? Yeah, I finished reading it, and uh, and then my brain said, oh, wow, because we're playing a casualty deck. Um, so Waste Management, two and a black, one second. Two and a black in one second of your time. They're going crazy <clears throat> Sorry. These casting costs. I had to cough. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> it's a instant. It's got kicker. Another random keyword that came back this set for one or two cards. Which uh, I don't mind, but yeah. Yeah, three and a black. Uh, which kicker, you may pay an additional three and a black as you cast a spell for an additional effect listed later. You exile up to two target cards from a single graveyard. Okay. If this spell was kicked, instead exile target player's graveyard and create a 2-2 black rogue creature token for each creature card exiled this way. <laughs> That's freaking cool. Because you're going you're gonna to casualty this, pop two graveyards for seven mana. You're probably going to do this so that you get more than seven 2-2 rogues. Which yeah. is great. I'm going to lose to this card a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's instant and, speed, so yes, you could use it as tech to stop a reanimator deck. That's what he's saying. I think also, if you kick it and then copy it, it the copy spell is considered kicked. Yes, because when you copy, yeah. you've already paid all costs. You copy mm -hmm. how, how it was cast. Uh, you don't... You copy choices as well. I've yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no. This is a great card. Even if yeah. you kick it for one person who's got eight creatures, that's eight mana, two two rogues. Seems great. Yeah. Um, going to artifacts. I think we should still go over them, but we only have one new card, and it's Smuggler's Buggy. <laughs> All right. So we got Arcane Signet. Commander Sphere. Mana rock. De yeah, Demir Signet. Mana rock. Fellwar <laughs> Stone. Is it Signet? Rock Rock. Here's it's an like, interesting reprint. Yeah. Lightning Grease is so good. Uh, it's not in many decks to get reprinted, so that's different. Um, yeah. Eight dollars right now. Okay, that surprises me. <laughs> yeah. Mimic Fast is a great reprint for this deck, actually. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> mm. I'm immediately thinking of putting the Woe Strider in the Mimic Fat just to make more goats. Um, <laughs> Racto Signet. That's a rock. And then the new card. We'll go over it later. Soul Ring. That's a rock. Uh, twinning Staff. It's a copy rock. But it's not a rock a at all. Cop. It just copies things. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wayfair is viable. It's a rock. <laughs> that goes and gets lands. <clears throat> yeah. But, but it's, it's basically not actually rock. rock. Yeah. Um, and then, yes, yeah, Smuggler's Buggy. Four mana for a 5-5 five five artifact vehicle with Hideaway 4. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Hideaway, when this artifact is in this battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library, exile one face down, and then put the others on the bottom in a random order. When Smuggler's Buggy deals combat damage to a player, you may cast the exiled card without paying its mana cost. If you do, return Smuggler's Buggy to its owner's hand, Crew 2. It, okay. It seems okay. Hideaway, again, 
uh, a neat effect that they brought back. The cool thing about this card is it's colorless. Yeah. So, and this is a very manageable hideaway effect. And mm-hmm. so if it has a very specific hideaway ability, you just have to deal damage with it. Okay. Yeah. I could see some really cool shenanigans with this where you make a copy of Smuggler's Buggy. Like, you crew it, uh, throw a helm of the host on, um, go to combat, Bruticlad turns all your tokens into Smuggler Buggies, which doesn't work for the ETB or the Hideaway. But, you get my idea, it's just like, you make another Smuggler Buggies token, the token uh, Hideaways, then you, and it's already crewed on the token, because it's copied an actual creature, right? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. And then... You swing with two five fives, and that get cast. If one of them hits, you get to cast these free spells. That seems awesome. Yeah, I mean, for a janky combat card in Commander. <laughs> yeah, it definitely seems like it could be interesting. I feel like it's just like a lot of effort to cast a spell for not paying the cost. Is it going to be in standard? No, I don't think so. I think this is Commander only. Okay, because. In the in a limited format, that would go. Oof. Yeah, this would be a limited bomb. But I still think it'd be a fun, interesting effect in Commander, like for sure. Yeah. The rest of their artifacts are pretty basic. It's just, uh, we're Grixis and we're mana fixing because <laughs> we don't have green. Yeah, it's just from the Commander deck. All right, so let's check out these enchantments. These. Uh, these are look awesome for this deck. I think they're all new except for Double Vision and Right of the Raging Storm. Fuck it, let's go over them anyways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah you're Pursuit is a two blue and a red enchantment. Whenever mm-hmm. you cast an insert of sorcery spell from your hand, manifest the top card of your library. Okay, already, right away, you're feeding yourself casualties. That's great. Whenever a face-down creature you control dies, exile it if it's an instant or sorcery card. You may cast a card until the end of your turn. All right, that's busted. That's fucking busted. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so you cast an instant or sorcery from your hand. So, obviously, the manifests that get exiled are not going to trigger Cryptic Pursuit. But... It's cool. It's really cool way to get more surprise effects. Yeah. And then like, also, it's surprise yeah. effects, and it's basically free casualty, because you don't end up losing a creature, you just turn a creature into the spell it is, so you don't get that card disadvantage. And it's it's not even that you lose a creature for the casualty, it's that you gain a, ca- a spell to cast in your hand yeah. until the end of that turn. And then your next turn. That's crazy. That's really good. Yeah. Really good outside of this deck, especially good in this deck. Um, after that, we have Determined Iteration. Uh, one in a red for an enchantment at the beginning of combat on your turn. Populate. The token created this way gains haste. Sacrifice at the beginning of the next end step. I would have thought this would be in the uh, Naya deck, but uh, in this deck it serves as a way to like create 
Worst case scenario, just create something to casualty. Best case scenario, create something to casualty that also gives you value, like Goblin Electromancer or um, right. uh, Dog Detective or something. Yeah, or a Spellbinding Sobrano. Yeah. Why or not? Cormella. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you make a top token copy of Cormella. It dies immediately because of Legend Rule, and you get a card back from your graveyard. Yep. Yeah. This is good. For one in a red? Yeah, this is great. This is great in, like, a lot of decks. I think this is a card that's going to be really worth it. Again, another keyword, populate. Like, yeah. this set has so many one-off keywords from the past. It's alarming and exciting in the same way, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a weird situation, you know? <laughs> when are we going to get Bushido back, baby? Oh yeah, yeah. Give me some Bushido they, action. They did, though. They did it worse, though, in Kamigawa. <laughs> yeah. Instead of whenever this creature attacks or blocks, or is blocked or blocks, they changed it to whenever a samurai attacks alone. In. Yeah. So they made exalted Bushido. I was, I was, was not happy about it. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I was, I was happy because some of the effects were cool. But uh, I was not happy because I really wanted Bushido to come back. And uh, be better. Yeah, Or, it'd be or an equipment that gave something Bushido. Um, like, uh, why wasn't there a sword equipment that gave the creature Bushido? Yeah, even just like a callback, you know? Like, that would just make sense. How is that not a thing? Like, it just makes sense. There's a samurai sword, Katana, that gives the character its equipped Bushido. That's exactly what that is. But no. Um, <laughs> but no. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mero. Uh, <laughs> Double Vision 3 and 2 Red. Is this a reprint? Yeah, this is a reprint. I fucking love this card, though. Enchantment. Whenever you cast your first instant source spell, turn, copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yo, dog, I heard you like copy spells, so I put some spell copying cards in your spell copy commander deck. And so you can copy your copies while you're copying your original. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Grix Zibit. Yeah. <laughs> this is is it this is a this is definitely an is it deck with black, it feels like. Yep, Grix Zibit. <laughs> um next up we have Extravagant uh Replication. I'm pretty sure this is due. The art looks very Capenna. Uh, four in double blue for an enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of another target non-land permanent you control. <laughs> um, huh. I think this is busted. Yeah, this is this is decent in this deck. Um, not excited for this in other decks. I think this card's gonna be a problem in the long run. Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to lose some games to this card. <laughs> I can just tell. Can you imagine somebody making copies of dumb shit like, um, my assistant? No, Aetherflux Reservoir? Oh. Or something yeah. like that, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you let an Aetherflux Reservoir rotate, though, <laughs> you probably already lost. <laughs> I mean, incompetitive for sure because then it's followed up immediately by a bolus of citadel and sensei's divining top um or something similar but either way this can turn a steady game into 
crazy because there's no telling what that can make a copy of. Like it just says non-land permanent, and if you can yeah. think of any permanent you have that you would want two of, this is cards a problem. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I definitely think this is stronger with the enchantments we just went over in this deck specifically. But yeah, this is gonna be good. Oh, so you can have double double vision. Yeah, you can have quadruple vision. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh god, encrypted pursuit doubled. Ugh. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> uh, but this yeah. is a reprint, right? Uh, right yeah, right of the Raging, Raging Storm. Storm. I think it's, it's from an old commander deck. Uh, yeah, it's three and two red enchantment. Creatures named Lightning Ranger can't attack you or Planeswalkers you control. Game of each player's upkeep. They get a 5-1 red elemental creature token named Lightning Ranger. That is Trample Haste, and at the beginning of the step, sacrifice this creature. It's a casualty bomb. Yeah. You I swing think this card's underplayed. Like, all around. Uh, I hope maybe this reprint will get people to play it more, but I think it's a pretty fun, like, combat encourager. I think people <coughs> stopped playing it because there's a version that came out that made something with goad, so it couldn't attack you. Yeah. <coughs> uh, That's a good point. I think that there is one that does that. Similar. But you can have both. Why not? Uh, yeah. Anything special in the lands? Nothing that the other decks haven't had. You know, we've got some of the Tango lands, the Scry lands, the Filter lands, the uh, Panoramas. The the new Panorama. Yeah, the new and the old. Um, Ash Barons, I guess, is something and, we didn't and see those, in other decks. And those shitty thriving lands that I hate. Yeah. All in all, I think the land bases look pretty similar for all the decks, except for the first one we went over was pretty good. Okay, there is only one, like I said before, there's only one reason to play the Thriving Lands, and that's to have access to a mana color that's not in your color base on a land. But you can already do that with lands that produce any color. Yeah, I... If a land enters tapped, I want it to at least tap for three colors of mana. Or... Do something like scry. Right. Or cycle, or have the land types, or uh, etc. Giving me a land that's that basically says, you get to choose any gate you want to have in play, does not make it good. It makes it worse than a gate, which is bad. Yeah, I don't get to run all my gate synergy cards with these. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, I... <laughs> first thing like, I would do is I would cut these three cards and replace them with a swamp, an island, and a mountain. Right? Or the other panoramas. And pay no ramas. Like, even if you had something out that doubles ETBs, they're still worse than the trilands that don't have land types. Well, I mean, th why, how are they worse? Because you would have to have something that doubled ETBs for it to equal a card that does the same thing on its own. Oh, I see, I see. Because you would have to have, yeah. like, a Panharmonicon uh, and the land to equal a, a the, the, the plateau that's red, white, blue in, yeah. from Kansatark here, I think. And that card enters play, has three colors on its own. I get what you're saying. I yeah, like the 
like, no, this is. I mean, this if these bad. are these commander only, because I don't think uh, these are in the set. No, I don't think uh, they might actually be, be uh, because they're decent in draft, right? For mana fixing, I can double check. Like, if these were in limited for draft or standard, they might have a place. But I hate the thriving lands. Like, literally, like there is, they are on the bottom of my two color land list. Period. They are. They are not in the, uh, in the uh, normal set. They're not. Yeah. See, then no. what the hell? Why? Yeah. I, I don't like these. <laughs> I don't like these ones. I love the rest of this deck, though, and I love all the rest of the land bases. They seem great, but these Thriving Lands are like, here's your insult. My question is... Just we give got... me a damn Guildgate. <laughs> well, we got... I, I, I prefer these over Guildgates, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. We In the set, we got lands that entered tap, tapped for two colors, and then you can pay two and then one of each color. So four mana, tap, sack, draw a card, which I don't think is amazing, but... Better than this. Mm hmm. Yeah, so. Yeah, the, oh. the, 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 what I'm calling them, the, uh, the keystone lands. Yeah, the, exactly. They work like the guild keystones, basically. Um, yeah, the, these are, those would be great lands, too. Because mm -hmm. you're going to need draw in a deck like this. Especially late game. Or the multicolor lands that turn into creatures. Because you're playing casualty. So a land that could become something you could casualty would be really good. You know? Mm hmm But overall, though, I think this deck is great. I think yeah. it's... It's got a cool synergy. It's adaptive. And... Obviously, there's some crazy shenanigans you can pull off in this. Yeah. And, and that makes you like any deck a lot more... Uh, Automatically. You know, my only thing is if you if you end up building in Hello, uh, don't be a dick. Uh, I think this is a very easy deck to be a dickhead with. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> every, you know, I've had my fun with Edric turns every now and then. You know, but uh, make sure when you queue up with Hello, like you know what when you're building in Hello, you like you know what your friend group likes to play and likes to play against and. Uh, you understand that uh, they might not like it if you take if you cast time warp twice on one turn. Next turn, just ramp, and then the turn after, Archaeomancer and time warp again twice. <laughs> yeah, sack your Archaeomancer, <clears throat> and then have a way to bring him back to get your time warp. And no, see, we've already broken. Mm. Nope. Yeah, turns out in Hello is really stupid with the time warp. And hello, the painter's servant. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, great deck. Yeah, I honestly, if I got this precon, I would, because of who I am, would immediately be building Parnas the Soil Brush. <laughs> yeah, Parnas seems cool. Because I would like to say, here's my really bad spell for me that I make work. You're going to copy it. Which is not going to go so well for you. <laughs> I mean, they would either they would probably pay four life. If it was a terrible spell. I mean, if it was a good <laughs> spell, but they might just take four life if they don't want to cast what I cast. Yeah. <laughs> and 
plus four life is, like, four life is decent enough to where, it, where it, like, you can feel it add up after, like, the second and third time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, the next deck we have a normal Rhino Soldier as the commander. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going to the Bedeck Brokers. Yeah. We have Perry the Pulverizer. <laughs> that's, that's not a platypus. That's a rhino. That's not a normal rhinoceros. That's no, Perry it's not. the rhinoceros. It's Perry the rhinoceros. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, God. What have we done? Um, all right. So uh, this deck is... Am I seeing this right? Yeah, 30 creatures? Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a real this is a real man's deck. <laughs> this is there's a planeswalker too. Yeah. No, a decent planeswalker. Um Alright, so yeah, I'd, I'd parry the pulverizer. What does he do, buddy? I think you like this guy. Yeah, I, I just like Rhino Men. Uh, one green, white, blue for a 3-3 three, three legendary creature Rhino Soldier. When Perry, enters the, when Perry enters the battlefield, I like that line of text, put a shield counter on target creature. Reminder, shield counter is new to the set. If it would be dealt damage or destroyed, remove a shield counter from it instead. Uh, not when it would die, when it would be destroyed specifically. So if you sacrifice it, it won't help, or if it gets it's, exiled. It's kind of like a regenerate shield. But yeah, that's a good way to it, see it. It triggers for the first time damage happens, not when mm-hmm. lethal damage happens. Yeah, remember so, that. If, so like if I if I put it on parry and block a 2-2, two, two, I'll still lose the shield counter. Yeah, if um, someone but he won't take this for one, it still loses the shield counter. Mm-hmm. Uh, when parry attacks target creature, you control gains trample and plus x plus x until it determines where x is the number of different kinds of counters among permanents you control um so yeah that's gonna be usually you're probably gonna be batting around like four or five in this deck for number of for different counters but we'll get there when we get there i'm sure there's plenty of ways to have all kinds of counters in this deck yeah because i mean you think of the basic ones you got the plus one plus one you got the minus one minus one okay there's two types of counters you can have on creatures. Not on the same creature, obviously. Parry makes shield. So those are three easy counters we can look at. And there's a whole bunch of other crap that happens in this set that I'm sure is going to be all over these creatures. I don't think this deck has many ways to put minus one, minus one counters on stuff. No, but someone else could, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's green. There's the druid that you put a minus one, minus one to... Oh, yeah, devoted, devoted druid is in this deck. Oh, same with Wicker Bow Elder. So I guess that's three things. All or right, so things. we're on a we're on a roll. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of predicting this deck off the commander alone. All right. Um, so, dang, there's a lot of creatures. Um, we'll just go down the list and, well, and call out call out remakes as we see them. First, we have to do uh, our planeswalkers. <laughs> oh, planeswalkers. Uh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Uh, we have one Planeswalker. It's a Johnny Unyielding. Um, he's from Kaladash, or Aether Revolt, one of the two. Um, he's a reprint. A pretty good card uh, overall. Yeah, yeah for the Johnny. For, yeah, for the Johnny. Bring back Elspeth. <laughs> Wanderer wasn't here long enough. That's, that's, yeah. not, my, that's not my jam. I'm, I, there's only one Planeswalker I care about in this set. 
Oh yeah, it's uh, it's Vivian Reed, right? <laughs> We're not friends, uh, clearly. Because <laughs> uh, I'm always about that Ob Nicholas. I mean, he started as a planeswalker, and it's a planeswalker. Is he the only planeswalker to also have a creature card besides uh, Nicol Bolas? And the uh, the five monos, the flipwalkers. Oh yeah, the flipwalkers. Besides those, yeah, yeah, and I guess and the flipwalkers were also like a the same card. Omnixless and Nicol Bolas both had like two separate cards. One that was a creature, one yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Um, <laughs> card. Karn. Karn, yeah. How did I forget him? He's like my boy. Inventor. Because he's, he's a real boy. <laughs> Venter and Teferi. Fair enough. We're, 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 we're going on a tangent. That's my bad. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so that... This is a fat creature stack, my dude. Yeah, 30 creatures. Do you want to take the first one, or do you want me to take the first one? Uh, Angelic Sleuth. Two and a white. Angel Advisor. Two, three flying, whenever another permanent you control leaves the battlefield, if it had counters on it, investigate. Alright. I mean, you're probably going to have counters on stuff. Seems like what this deck wants to do. And it gives you card draw in the, uh, or just artifacts in the after fact. Sounds good. Yeah. Overall, great card. Um... And for those who don't know, Investigate created a clue. Clues are colorless tokens that have uh, two mana, sacrifice, a draw card. Another uh, random keyword in this set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but a good one. I think, actually, we had a couple clue cards in the original set. I can't remember. Yeah, but this is one of the few cards in this crime family set that actually has Investigate. So yeah. it's up on my list on good cards. Because... <laughs> There should have been more sleuths. And the doggy detective having surveil, it only half covered it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even courier. Uh, one in the blue for a 1-1 one, one flying bird advisor. When even a courier attacks, choose a counter on per on a permanent you control. Put a counter of that kind on target permanent you control if it doesn't have a counter of that kind on it already. Oh, so that's pretty cool. You can... It doesn't help with Perry's different kind of a counter effect but you can start putting shield counters on all kinds of stuff and that's a good way to like you can put a shield counter from something that you're attacking with on another thing you control the attacking thing loses a shield counter during combat next turn you can put the shield counter back on the thing that used to have it because the thing that didn't have it now has it so i think that's overall a pretty great way to spread around counters it's like pretty bad if you're just doing it with plus one plus one but like moving indestructible or shield counters is going to be great yeah I can see that, for sure. And the fact that Perry can have a shield counter on something and Avon can protect itself when it swings seems good. Yeah. Uh, do -do. Uh, Avon Minio Lancer, that's a reprint, right? Yeah, that, that art definitely looks reprinty. I've never heard of this card. Maybe uh, it's, it's a, a reprint. One blue, white, uh, flying bird wizard, 3-1. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a feather counter on target creature. If you do, that creature has base power and toughness 3-1 and has flying for as long as it has a feather counter on it. Okay. That's Holy cool. Shit, this is a real card. Or, obviously it's real, but it, it was an Alara Ripborn. Huh. Yeah, feather counters are cool. 
That yeah. makes sense in this. Ooh, and then yeah. feather counters. Don't those go well with that uh, Phoenix card? Uh, that or that there's a card that you can pop feather tokens to bring all your phoenixes. Yeah, yeah. I think they were specifically tokens, though, not the counters. Yeah. But still, some cool stuff. Yeah. Because if um, you just watch the feathers fly, boom, puns. I think Avenging this, Hunt Bonders. This looks new. like a reprinter. Not, I'm not new. I mean, from Ikoria. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just dub- a, it's a double strike counter that you put on something. Yeah, which is great with Perry. Ooh, bribe taker. Um, Bribe taker. <laughs> uh, five and a green for a six-six trample rhino warrior. When bribe taker enters the battlefield, for each kind of counter on a permanency control, you may put your choice of a plus one plus one counter or a counter of that kind on bribe taker. All right, so you can like either make bribe taker really big with just raw power, or you can like give him a couple plus one plus ones and give him some counters, like maybe give him flying and an. And, and a shield, shield counter. And double and strike. And just plus one plus ones. Yeah, and double strike. Me, me. <laughs> yeah, they're just... Because he already has trample, so yeah. double strike is good. Chris <laughs> hmm. Line Giant reprint, but a great way to get every kind of a Coria counter. Oh, Jesus. I mean, yeah, and then you can start spreading around with the, with the Courier. Mm-hmm. Neat. Devoted Druid mentioned that. Oh, do you want to do uh, Deary Clin? Oh. Uh, hmm. I want pictures of Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> Derry Clin, Editor-in-Chief, 2 White Blue, Legendary Creature Cat Advisor. Denry Clin, Editor-in-Chief, enters the battlefield with your choice of a plus one, plus one, first strike, or vigilance counter on it. Whatever non-token creature you control enters the battlefield, if Denry had counters on it, put the same number and kind of counters on that creature. Oh, holy shit. Wow. Good thing we didn't miss this one. <laughs> this card's actually really good. Ooh. Okay, this deck, um, I'm 100% going to say it's out of the field. This is a Panharmonicon deck. Like, yeah. Uh, you want things that make your ETBs happen multiple times here. That, that, because that, ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like a really good mass. It's like a better master biomancer. Yeah, and then you got the Denry out, and then the bribe taker comes in, and the bribe taker enters, and you're like, "I'll just get the plus one plus ones," and then Denry's like, "Here, have vigilance and first strike with your trample," <laughs> and he's like, "Sweet, thanks," because now I'm a nine nine vigilance trample double strike blah 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 blah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a rhino, so that's how they talk. Um, all sentences end with blah, 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 or horn. <laughs> Not with getting stabbed by the horn. The word horn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, per- period. <laughs> other than that, we've got Devoted Druid, Evolution Sage, Fathom Mage, Forgotten Ancient, um, Grateful Apparition, Incubation Druid, Genera, Osir of War. It's an old card, but a great card. Uh, and then Quartz, Defense Contractor. This you, one's can't es- you can't escape the military industrial union even in your even in your card games. Um, even with cats. 
<laughs> one green, white, blue for a 2-4 legendary creature cat advisor. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a shield counter on target creature and opponent controls. Oh, Ooh, I like that already. Whatever one or more counters, whenever you put one or more counters on a creature you don't control, tap that creature and go to Icky's Trample until your next turn. <laughs> Yeah, you have a you have a shield counter, but uh, you're gonna be using it. <laughs> That's wow. funny. Lot, I really like these. Like uh, in the Esper deck, the Make Sure deck, and now in this deck, we've had a alternative commander who's definitely more politics focused. I like it, and plus, yeah. you can use it aggressively too. Like just tap down their one big blocker, and then you can. <laughs> get a defender out of the way for you to get in, and then they have to use that defender on someone else. Exactly. <laughs> so it's out of your way twice. I'm going to goad you, hit you, and then next turn I'm going to hit you again once you attack with your goaded creature. If if that creature didn't lose its, its shield counter so you could put it back on. <laughs> well, you can, you can put the shield counter back on if it already has one. I think they stack. Oh, even better. Oh, God, oh. and it's even better, spread them around, and then proliferate. Yeah, you guys so, are not uh, attacking me in this game, and, <laughs> but that will not stop me. <laughs> this is a one-sided deal. Whenever you put one or more creature counters on a creature you don't control, you know what this deck really doesn't have black what? for? It's so that you could do, like, Black Sun Zenith. <laughs> and just put a minus one, minus one counter on everything. Goad all of them, and they all gain trample until your next turn. Your creatures all suck now. They have to attack each other, and I'm coming at you. <laughs> meep, meep. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Really glad it doesn't have black, because then this shit gets crazy. Yeah. Oh, let me meet my Discord notifications. <laughs> How dare you. I know. I'm, I'm a sinner. Uh, yeah. Um, next reprints Luminarch Aspirant. Then we have another new card after that if you want to take it. Oh, yeah. Park Heights Maverick. Two and a green creature, human soldier, two, two. Dethrone. New card for your list. Uh, I'll come back to Dethrone in a second. Uh, Park, Park Heights Maverick can't be blocked by creatures with power two or less. Uh, so no weenie blockers. Uh, whenever Park Heights Maverick deals combat damage to a player or dies, proliferate. Okay, two keywords brought back on the same card in this set. So Dethrone is whenever you are attacking the player with the most life. This creature gets a plus one, plus one, correct? Yeah. Um, most life or tied for the most life. Notably, if you have the most life, it counts you, so you won't get the counter. Like, if Josh has 33, I have 40, and everybody else has 20 or lower, and I attack Josh, I don't get it, because I have more life than him. Right. And so that's going to help make the park, kite, park heights uh, stronger. Um, but it also has proliferate, which means that whenever you proliferate, you can choose any number of counters on any number of permanents or players, and you may increase their number by one. So if you've got minus one, minus one counters on their creatures, you can bump them. You can bump your planeswalkers. Fuck off it, Johnny. Um, 
you can add more shield counters, more double strike counters, more uh, frost counters, ice counters, whatever. You can keep putting counters on someone's uh, the land just so they can't pop out that Dark 20 20. Yeah. You can make it darker depths. <laughs> no, we're, yeah. we're recooling the ice caps. Get back in there, Merit Lage. <laughs> we're protecting global warming, my dude. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a I think that's a really good uh, assessment of this card, and it happening on death is super. I feel like there's some weird stuff you can do with this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Rishkar, uh, Pima Renegade, great ramp source for a deck like this. Uh, Roselex Apex Hybrid, uh, more proliferate. Uh, it's a reprint from uh, Guilds of Ravnica, I think the. Uh, Return to the return. Something, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, decent card. Scavenging Ooze. Classic, great tech card with uh, synergy. And then new card, Shield Broker. Uh, three blue blue for a three four Cephalid Advisor. Uh, when Shield Broker enters the battlefield, put a shield counter on target non-commander creature you control. You don't control. Gain control of that creature for as long as it has a shield counter on it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, it just keeps getting better as I read it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it seems really good. You, you can just... keep stacking shield counters on it so it never goes away. Yeah. You just proliferate those shield counters and... Because it says remove a shield counter from it instead, not remove all shield counters. Right. So, um, yeah, I just... No, you guys who are playing this, don't put in Panharmonicon. Don't double your ETBs. Nah. It's cool. It's definitely fine without it. I'm sure you still want friends. <laughs> uh, my hot take, you don't need friends. You will, you'll gain control of all their cards, so they won't be able to leave the game without you keeping their stuff. Keep them trapped in the game forever. <laughs> that, that's not how friendship works, Gray. <laughs> uh. That's a toxic relationship. <laughs> It's not toxic. It's you know, <laughs> players may scoop. Players may leave the game at any time. <laughs> Show me the ruling where they can take their cards back. <laughs> uh, because I'm actually, yeah, I'm there's actually, I'm sure. you know, there is. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a rule that actually you're pretending says that. to be naive. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretending to be naive, but I'm sure somebody was actually like that, and Mark Rosewater had to sit his ass down and go, all right, fucking, you can't steal people's cards when they concede. <laughs> yeah, we we got rid of Ante for a reason. Dick. We got rid of what? Ante. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was before Mark Rosewater's time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are you messing with me? The, uh, Ante was a real card effect. No, Ante. You can fuck off, all right? You've mispronounced tons of stuff today. I can say what I want. <laughs> you, you are right. I have mispronounced a ton of stuff. I just didn't... I thought you were messing with me for a bit. <laughs> it's fine how you pronounce it. I just didn't know if you were messing with me or not. <laughs> That's why we got rid of Ante. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you want to do Skyboot Evangelist? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. Interesting. Whoa. Another Holy keyword shit. coming back. 
Yeah. It, uh, Skyboot Evangelist, four white, and three three Flying Bird Advisor. Uh, when Skyboot Skyboot Evangelist enters the battlefield, support six. Jeez. Uh, support means that when it comes in, any other creature that has less power, I think it is, or whatever, you just put plus one, plus one counters wherever you want when it enters. Basically. You put a plus one, plus one counter on up to six other creatures. Yeah. But if your board state's got six creatures, and then you play this, they've all got plus one, plus ones. Mm-hmm. Or but you could put still. On other people's stuff, too. You could. If you're playing course. Or whenever you're play uh yeah yeah definitely cross here all of you get plus one plus one counters your tap down and your trample and your goaded yeah that that oh god damn it uh <laughs> politics the way that korea does politics oh jesus um so there's other effects on this card um <laughs> whenever a creature with a counter on it attacks one of your opponents oh god that creature, that creature gains, gains flying. flying to an turn. Oh god! Bro, I'm building cross. This is good. <laughs> oh Jesus! What have I done? It has trample, flying, a plus one, plus one counter, and it's goaded. <laughs> you know the, the the most fun decks I'm seeing so far are cross, um, the the subtle brush, um, Bess, and. Uh, Um, the 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 Sphinx. Yeah, the the voting Sphinx. <laughs> yeah, you put those four at a table. No, you know, it's best. <laughs> Just everybody, everybody's fucking with each other. <laughs> best is not one of those kind of commanders, but those three, <laughs> like, <laughs> I want that table to happen. You put those three at a table and then suddenly try to play like a normal commander deck. Like, <laughs> and they just all look at him like, you don't belong here. What are you doing? You're not, wait, you're not giving us anything? I'm an elected official. <laughs> <laughs> Respect my authority. Oh, you're the politician uh, who actually cares about what you're doing. No, no. You're in the wrong place. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah. I'm breaking elections, he's starting wars, and this person's painting shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, I'm counterfeiting, thank you very much. Um, I will gladly play uh, the, the proxy painter. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, forbidden words. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Jesus. Um, yeah. <laughs> Skyship Plunder is a nice, nice reprint. Um, is Slippery Bog Bonder? No, there's no way this is a Capenna card. There's no way that's a Capenna card. Flash, Hexproof. We'd know about this, right? When it enters the battlefield, put a Hexproof counter on target creature. Then remove any number of counters from among creatures you control onto oh, it's a that bon- creature. It's, it's a Bonder. It's from Aquaria. Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, that's, Good card. Abs- that's absurd in this. Yeah. Uh, steel, steel bane hydra is a great card. Uh, you can move all your anything. shield counters onto the creatures that you stole with shield broker. <laughs> You're not getting this card back alive. No, it's mine. <laughs> um, steel bane hydra reprint, but great card. Same with thumbing, thrumming bird, thrum, th- yeah, 
more proliferate. This deck really likes proliferate. And this is why I couldn't find an extrable tide. (laughs) Yeah, that sucks. Didn't you get, you got one though, right? Yeah, but I had to get it online, like, and it wasn't, wasn't easy. They're all gone. Like, they're just disappearing. And this is why. Um, Fuck you, Bant. Yeah. Whirl the whole clade. Wall of Roots. Reprint, but I do want to mention, uh, this puts minus zero, minus one counters on itself, which are different from minus one, minus ones. So, Mm -hmm. we'll we'll count for, uh, what's it called? Parry. And if you put a plus one, plus one on this, it'll have a plus one, plus one counter and a minus zero, minus one counter. They don't cancel out, like, minus one, one, plus one, plus one, plus one. You would have to literally put a plus zero, plus one on the Wall of Roost to cancel them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have Wickerbow Elder and Wingspan Mentor, which I think is new. And more, this one, Wickerbow comes in with a minus one, minus one, so that's more counters. Yeah. And Wingspan puts flying counters on your yeah. Rhinos. I'm not a fan of Flynos, I'm just saying. It's a, it's a and and can give D&D plus one plus one counters <laughs> to all your creatures with flying. Jesus! Oh my god! On each creature with flying control, I fucking misread that the first time. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, <laughs> damning verdict! I guess sorceries first off. Uh, reprints are declaration stone planner outpost Rishkar's expertise tesseract gambit another great proliferate card and upshifted to rare hold on that's insane um and then urban evolution and the new card we have is damning verdict three white white destroy all creatures with no counters on them that's awesome mhm why would they upshift it to rare tesseract gambit's always been an uncommon in every reprint Oh, do you know why? It's because it's because now I think you can open it in uh, collectors boosters or set boosters. Mm. I could be wrong about that. I mean, if it's being printed in the set in standard again, yes, it should be a rare. It, it it's not in standard though. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the hell is going on there. <clears throat> um. Yeah, I think Damning Verdict was our only new sorcery, so we got instants now. Now we got Bant Charm. We got... Generous Gift. And I think Stone of Form, Storm of Forms is a reprint, right? Um, I can check. Nope. No. Alright, then... Besides the Bant Charm and the Generous Gift, the rest of these spells are new, and that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, kick, kick it off. Broker's Charm. Uh, green, white, blue for an instant. Choose one. Target creature you control gets plus one, plus oh until end of turn. It deals damage equal to its power to target creature. Planeswalker and opponent controls. That's really good, especially when you compare it to the uh, deal five damage effect on Maestro's Charm. It'll probably be more than that. Destroy target enchantment. Also great. Draw two cards. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Three mana, draw two cards at instant. It, instant speed is fine. Like, it's not amazing, but, you know, it's, you're not It's a pretty that. consistent effect, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the other effects are really good, too. So, all in yeah, all. Yeah, 
the other two effects are kind of overpriced for what they do, mm-hmm. considering that fight spells are like one or two mana normally, destroy enchantments are normally one or two mana, but then being on the as an option to a draw two card spell yeah. makes sense. Well, notably, it's not a fight; it's a it's a snipe. It's, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a sucker punch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bop. Slug, slug bug. Um, Broker's Confluence. These are always crazy so far. Uh, yeah. two, two and Bant. So green, white, blue. Instant. Uh, choose three. You may choose the same mode more than once. One. Proliferate. Oh, fuck. Uh, target creature phases out. Counter target activated or triggered ability. Oh. Um, one. I automatically hate this card because uh, it's proliferate. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's not going to be a problem at all. So they're just going to be like, ah, proliferate, proliferate, proliferate. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I feel think? like I feel like proliferate, proliferate, proliferate's going to be the most common effect. Or it's going to be like counter target activated trigger ability, the double proliferate. I mean, you can phase out to save your own stuff, but five mana to... Yeah, I I feel like definitely the big thing is going to be double proliferate, counter, or triple proliferate. Because proliferate is just so good. I'm and not there's excited. so much of it in here. I'm not excited for the Attraxa player to end step before their turn, triple yeah. proliferate. All these cards in this deck just make something like Attraxa better. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> I don't want an Atraxa to have a shield counter. No, stop. <laughs> Let me kill your fucking Atraxa. <laughs> Please. Uh, contractual safeguard. Two to white for an instant with addendum. Uh, for those of you who don't know, addendum. If you cast a spell during your main phase, you get a bonus effect. In this case, you put a shield counter on a creature you control. Um, choose a kind of counter on a creature you control. Put a counter of that kind on each other creature you control. Ah. <laughs> oh. Ah. Oh. So, if you have a shield counter on something already, um, there's no reason to addendum this if you're going for shield counter, and you can just use it to, like, negate a board wipe, like, give all of your creatures a shield counter, and then the board wipe won't kill them. Or you can use this to, like, if you rolled Indestructible on your Crystalline Giant in the first turn, you can give Indestructible counter to everything. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Overall, it's a good, a good, it's a good spell. <clears throat> yeah. Worst and the fact that when you cast it, so if you cast it during your main phase, you put a shield counter on creature control, then you choose a kind of counter. It's not target counter, it's choose. So this happens during the resolution. So it's three mana uh, during your main phase. You put the shield counter on every creature you control, and then you can do board wipey things or have shield counters on everything for three mana. Which is a big deal. Yeah. Overall, just a good card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic <laughs> pets. Uh, one in a blue and a white. Uh, create two 1-1 one, one blue fish creature tokens <laughs> with this creature can't be blocked. 
Then for each kind of counter among creatures you control, put a counter of that kind on either of these tokens. I'm not ready to lose the game to getting beat over the head by a big, by a big fish. <laughs> I don't want to lose because of the art. I do not want to lose to Finding Nemo. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, Dory can't even remember <laughs> remember where she just was five minutes ago, but she sure as hell knows how to hit you for 40. <laughs> With shield and flying and double strike and vigilance and plus one, plus one, and ugh. Yeah. But then you leave just the other card. fish with only nothing. <laughs> then the other fish is just there. <laughs> and it's unblockable. Uh, yeah. 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 It being unblockable is ridiculous. That's a good card. So storm um, of thorns. Yeah. Do you want to do this or do you want me to do this? Uh, you do it. All right. Uh, three in a blue instant. When it, when you cast a spell, copy it for each kind of counter among permanents you control. You may choose new targets for the copies. Return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. So like a little, it's. Three mana less than Psych Rift, probably not going to hit every non-land permanent you can control, but you can hit the things you need to hit. You know, like enchantments you need to get rid of, certain creatures you need bounced. Overall, it's like a pretty good board swing you can do out of nowhere. So you can and, save yourself in combat. And in a way, it's kind of better than a Rift type effect. So say you have four counters, so you <laughs> cast this. There's now going to be four, five of these on the stack. It's unless someone's casting Flusterstorm, they they can't counter all of them. Yeah, they can't swat all of them. You know, that's a good point. They would, it, so that, while yes, you're not paying seven mana to bounce everything your opponents control, you could be paying four mana to target four things with four spells. So or target the same thing four times, so that they know that the, it's it's gone. It's going away. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> listen here, Sonny. That Atraxa is going back to your hand. <laughs> poop, 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 poop. <laughs> Did right. you get my message? I left you four <laughs> voicemails. <laughs> um, Storm of phone calls. Storm of voicemails. Yeah. Uh, give me thirty seconds here. I just need to refresh my coffee cup real quick. Yeah, I'll go over the artifact reprints while you do that. Um, Arcane Signet, Reprint, obviously, Commander Sphere, Everflowing Chalice, Felwar Stone, um, I believe that's a new card, Midnight Clock, underrated actually, Midnight Clock, really good, Oblivion Stone, great reprint, used to be a really expensive card, uh, you can put Fate Counters, which is another type of counter for parry, um, Oracle's Vault, it's, it's less good, I'm gonna be honest with you, I mean, I guess with proliferate stuff it can be better, uh, Power Conduit, um, I believe this is an old card, but I could be wrong. Let me double check. It looks like an old card, I know, but yeah, it's from original Mirrodin. Um, really interesting stuff. We'll probably go over that. Um, Soul Ring and Swiftfoot Boots. Yeah, I heard a couple of the cards you mentioned there, and uh, I think it's very interesting to have this deck built around having as many different kinds of counters as you can. Mm -hmm. So like the Midnight Clock, the Oracle's Vault for brick counters, uh, you know, and charge counters and energy counters. Like the more counters you have mm -hmm. of different kinds, the more interesting this deck, yeah. the more crazy this deck's going to be. 
Because parry says counters among permanents you control, not among creatures. Right. So, overall, you'll be able to get a lot of your effects off. Like, Power Conduit, you can put a charge counter on something the first turn with it, and then every other turn just put plus one plus one counters, just so you have that charge counter. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of different cards that you could find that have different kinds of counters that are specific to that. Um, And it's crazy. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is gonna. This is kind of weird because for this situation, it's kind of relevant. Um, let's say I had a Dothy Voidwalker, and I exiled one of your cards with a silver counter on it, and it's a permanent. And you play. I play that card. Does it still have the silver counter? Uh, depends on what gave it the silver counter. The Dothy. Oh, do you mean the shadow counter? Oh yeah, that thing. Where you exile yeah. it with that counter, and then you can cast it. When I cast it, does it still have this, the counter? I don't think so, because it's changing zones and doesn't say it keeps the counter. That makes sense. Yeah. I probably should have known that when I asked the question, but I thought it would be funny. Yeah. No, I mean, it's good. And then my humor overrides my reason, which my humor <laughs> is terrible, so you know how that goes. <laughs> I don't think your humor is too terrible. Oh, no, it's just grown worthy almost always <laughs> which makes it so good it's uh, the only thing better than making a room full of people laugh at a joke is making them all groan at a joke <laughs> while you're laughing in your head because you think it's <laughs> hilarious uh, yes but yeah I guess do you want to do agent's toolkit since I did storm of forms oh yeah sure uh, one blue green uh, Agent Token enters the battlefield with a plus one plus one counter, a flying counter, a death touch counter, and a shield counter on it. What the fuck? It's a clue, <laughs> by the way. Um, yeah. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under control, you may move a counter from Agent's Toolkit onto that creature. What the fuck? Yeah. Pay two, sack the toolkit, draw a card. So it's a clue. It's kind of like the other thing that was also a treasure. Did we get a food creature this, lo- this, this set? No? No? Fuck off. I don't think so. We got the... Is there a new chef? No. Fuck. What the hell? Rich people with no chef? Uh, yeah, there's a new chef. There's a Rocco, remember? He's not a chef. He's an imposter. <laughs> He's an imposter. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Um, no, Rocco's amazing, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. no, this card's really good. Like the yeah. Toolkit. So, like, worst case scenario, you just remove all the counters and sack it. Best case scenario, you proliferate with it. And then you keep giving away the counters over and over again. Yes. And you never really have a reason to sacrifice it. But yeah. yeah. Because, like, the thing is, if you just have parry in this out, right, this will be... Parry's already a shield. But you'll have <laughs> shield, 1-1, one, one, flying, death touch. So you'll be... <laughs> parry's ability is instantly now giving four counters. <laughs> plus four, plus four, I mean. Yeah. Um, and then the only other new artifact was Gavel the Righteous, I believe. Um, unless this is an old card, but I don't remember it at all. No, I think that's new-ish. I'll go over it while you check. Uh, two mana for an artifact equipment. If you have combat on your turn, put a charge counter on Gavel the Righteous. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one for each charge counter on Gavel the Righteous. As long as Gavel the Righteous has four or more counters on it, equipped creature has double strike. 
Uh, holy shit. Equip. Pay three or remove a counter from Gavel the Righteous. That's cr this card's crazy. Uh, this card's only a new competitive commander. Yeah, this card's awesome. Yeah, that's nuts. This deck's pretty crazy. Yeah, we can do some I really stuff. Like that. And we still have that's enchantments. Yeah, this deck has, like, a lot of survivability thus far, but also just, like, a lot of random burst damage stuff. Random things that do counters of random kinds. Yeah. Uh, so, in enchantments, I'm pretty sure... Um, Hoofprints, Primal Empathy, and Together Forever are the uh, reprints. Yeah, Hoofprints came from 2020, Lorwyn. Uh, Primal Empathy came from Ikoria in 2021. Yep. Uh, what was the other one you said? Together, Together Forever. Forever. Battle Bond. That ba yeah, that sees a Battle Bond card. Yeah, it makes sense. It's got Raj and Krav, or whatever their names are. The Angel and the Demon. Yeah, Krav and Ragna. Ragna, that, that was her name. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, family's favorite. Go for it. Yeah, uh, tuna green. Enchantment whenever you attack, put shield counter on target attacking creature. Until end of turn, it gains. Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, remove a shield counter from it if you do draw a card. Uh... I'm just going to say it now. Mm -hmm. um, you're never getting your creatures back that you steal with shield bro broker. <laughs> you're not getting it back. It's just not happening. <laughs> too many ways to make more shield counters in this deck yeah this card seems okay like it doesn't say whenever a creature with a shield counter deals damage to a player you can remove it and draw a card it says whatever the specific creature you put the shield counter on deals damage to a player you can remove a shield counter and draw a card So it's combat like damage specifically combat damage yes so the creature has to get through in combat you have to attack with the creature and then it has to not lose the shield counter to anything. So even if it has trample and they block with it, you have to have two shield counters on it because them blocking with it's going to remove the shield counter. Yeah, um, with all the proliferate in this deck, I don't think that's a problem. Yeah, and I guess also if you have first strike, uh, you'll deal your damage first. You can remove the shield counter and then it obviously won't deal damage to you unless you killed it. And if you didn't kill it, but still... Well, you'd have you to deal combat it, damage. You have to do trample damage to the player. Yeah, so, so if you deal trample damage, you killed it. Unless it's, like, indestructible or something. It definitely allows you a way to profit off of creatures you don't care about having a shield counter. Yeah. And you can politic. You'll be like, uh, shield broker, I'm stealing your Voltron commander for a turn. Um, I'm going to kill this other player with it. I'm going to pop the shield counter and uh, to draw a card and give you back your commander. Oh no, that's the best part. Shield Broker puts a shield counter, then so will Family's Favor. So you kill someone and you only remove one shield counter and it's oh, still God. yours. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, Shield Brokers. <laughs> Once you go Brokers, you never go back. <laughs> oh, God. It's. I, I, yeah. I already said <laughs> I hated that card earlier. It's okay. Uh, resourceful Defense. Two and a white. Enchantment. Whenever a permanent you control leaves the battlefield, it had counters on it. Put those counters on target permanent you control. Oh, mother of God. Um, okay. Look, oh, God, uh, no, no. It's the Ozolith again. <laughs> uh, it's a... I wasn't even going to mention the Ozolith because I didn't want to. Um, but this... <laughs> and it's our... This is, this is a new card. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's already ten dollars because it's a mini ozolith. Yep. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the second ability. Which oh, is Oh, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Four and a white. Move any number of counters from target permanent you control to another target permanent you control. Oh, that's just better Dagatar. <laughs> oh my god. It's just better Dagatar the out of it. Wait, wait, wait. There's a card I gotta look up now. I gotta look it up now. Where's my search bar? God damn it, where's the search bar? Yeah. Eh. Oh my what's god, the, Josh. What's the name of that new sword? The Planeswalker sword. Oh, fuck. What's the name of the sword? I need it. Uh, mythic spoiler. The sword of... Uh, some uh, Something Luxador's gift or something like that. Uh, Luxior, uh, Giada's gift. Ah, I see. Equipped creature gets plus one, plus one for each counter on it. Not each different counter, each counter. Yes. Fucking baller in this deck. Yeah. You just move all your counters with resourceful defense onto parry and just go smash. Uh, you're gonna like this, Josh. This deck doesn't have the Thriving Lands in it. No, it's got Vivids. Yeah. <laughs> Which are better, especially with Proliferate. Okay, having a deck theme that works with this, okay, that makes sense. I honestly would have rather had Vivids in the other deck, too. Yeah. Thriving are stupid. Actually, wait, are Vivids a different kind of land than a uh, different kind of... Oh, no, Vivids aren't a counter. You just choose a color. Right. Yeah. Um, this but also they're, charge, Gavity... they're charge counters. Yeah. This deck also has Gavany Township and Karn's Bastion, which are both really good lands. That's I not bad. I think this is the best mana base we've seen. Uh... <laughs> Nesting grounds. Okay. I'm trying to check all the different lands, different effects of counters that are on these lands. <laughs> yeah. I really hope that car horn that's going off in the parking lot isn't being picked up. Uh, the Jara Mirror Lake. Oh, look. Extra shield broker. No. Um, Who doesn't love shield broker? I always forget about Karn's Bastion, you know? Yeah, it's a great card. I love it. No, I think this is another... It's a good... Good man yeah. base, for sure. I like it. And I definitely think that the Vivids fit this more than the Thrivers. Yeah. Right? No, definitely. All in all, these last two decks are pretty solid. I think probably the... These two and the Naya decks, I think, were the best built... Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think that uh I think the Naya deck is definitely out of all five, I think the Naya deck is definitely the out of the box the most dangerous. Out of the box most dangerous. I, I agree with that. I think the most easily adjustable to be for normal play is probably gonna be the Grixis, so the Maestros. Yeah. 
Um, I think probably the the most adaptable to random situations is probably going to be Perry in the band deck. Yeah, which I think Perry in the band deck, like the the change that sounds like a TV needed, show. Perry in the band deck, <laughs> Benny in the Jets alternative. <laughs> <laughs> Perry and the Bants. What? <laughs> uh, but it's totally like I think this, uh, the Perry deck is gonna be. It's a straightforward uh, upgrade path, really. Like I think, like for yeah. a new player, you like just find know more stuff that do. does counters or spreads yeah. them. Contagion like... engine, inexorable tide. Those are gonna be like two big purchases. Yeah, but just it really goes with however you want to play this deck you get those kind of counter cards. Like, yeah, you can go for a variety of counters. You can go for spamming shields everywhere. Uh, you could do parry blink. Parry like, blink? Like, flicker parry, flickerizer would not be a bad thing. Because every time he enters, mm-hmm. boom, shield counter. Boom. Oh, God. No, no. No, you're never getting your stuff back with, with Shield Broker. <laughs> you're never getting your stuff back, and I'm taking more stuff. <laughs> uh, Shield Broker, obviously, in my mind, is the MVP of this deck. <laughs> yeah. It immediately synergizes with your commander. Like, two cards, boom. And Parry doesn't say creature you control. No, it's just target creature. Like, Perry comes into play and says, you work for me with Shield Broker out. Like, end of story. No, Shield Broker doesn't say whenever you put a shield counter on something, you take it. It says, you take something, put a shield counter on it, and you have it for as long as it has a shield counter. Yeah, you make sure you keep it. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, Yeah, you put another shield counter on it, and then you flicker your Shield Broker. (laughs) Take more shit. Yeah. So it's your favorite... So what was your favorite card uh, that we went over today, I guess? Uh, it's definitely going to be in the Grixis deck. I'm trying to remember the card. I had so many windows that got opened as I was looking up random shenanigans in Perry. <laughs> so, so crazy. Um, I really like the... Uh, Oh, I'm, I'm, what am I even thinking? It's, it's Subtle Brush. Subtle Brush yeah. is my favorite card of the, of the two decks today. That's definitely, that's what I thought it was going to be. I didn't know if you were going to pick Xander's pack otherwise. It's a tough choice, but no, no, just if I was not going to be playing black, like just black, uh, I would probably play her because politics where you can manipulate the results in a way. Kind of yeah. like you, and I think you might say cross here, because... <laughs> yeah. It's cross, but... Shield Brokers are close second. <laughs> and that's why you're playing cross, and I'm not. <laughs> By the way, if people haven't noticed, we like jank and shenanigans when we play Casual Commander. God. Winning is secondary to fucking with your plans. Yeah, I don't. I don't care if I win as long as you lose. <laughs> 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 yeah.
Yeah, this is... This is... I think this is one of the best Commander deck cycles we've seen in a while. Yeah, like, this is literally Streets of New Commander. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, good good job to the design team. They, like, these Commander decks are all really well built. Other I than really liked us getting Vivid Commander problem. Legends early. Or not Vivid, Thriving Problem. <laughs> Commander Legends early. I love it if Commander Legends comes out with a bunch of, like, modern and legacy cards. It's, like, not playable in Commander at all. Like, they're all garbage for Oh, you Commander. mean, like, almost all of their Modern Horizon sets? <coughs> <coughs> Yeah, Modern Horizons has been rough on the modern scene. Yeah, they've been kind of looking at it, and meanwhile, Commander's players are like, I'm going to eat this shit up. Om, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> yeah. And Modern players are like, why? And then yeah, they're going to start trying to do uh, their new Explorers uh, game uh, format that they made. Oh, I haven't even looked at that yet. I'm Dude, sure it's it's, it's just Pioneer, except only the cards that are on Arena. Isn't that historic? Basically. <laughs> I guess historic, they just also have some like random cards that they've added to it because of secret layers and whatnot. Basically, if a card is legal in Pioneer and is on Magic the Gathering Arena, it's an Explorer. Which basically means there is a card format, that, a gaming format for Magic that they're putting out that is completely hindering on the success of Magic the Gathering Online Arena. Why didn't they... I mean, it's just Pioneer is only M15... The only difference between that would be M15 to Amonkhet, which isn't that many sets to just make to just push Pioneer more, right? You have M15, um, the Theros sets, the Khan sets... Uh, Zendikar, both of those origins, and then you're caught up. Then or no, then you have uh, Innistrad, the two Innistrads, and then the two Kaladeshes, and you're caught up. So fourteen sets, which is like, I guess a lot, but it's cards you already have, and some of them have been reprinted. I think that, that they're just pushing it because people are still going to play Pioneer. They built decks for those already. You know, they're still going to play that. Yeah. But now they might build Explorer decks as well, which means they might need more cards, you know? And since Pioneer is not on Arena, Explorer is. Yeah, I don't... So they get to manipulate the Pioneer format without manipulating the Pioneer format, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they can ban cards in Explorer and not affect Pioneer. So people will still be playing Pioneer and buying for Pioneer. People will still be playing Explorer, buying for Explorer. It just, it feels like they're doing another Oathbreaker in my mind. God, yeah. Or Brawl, sorry. <laughs> the only thing that came out of Brawl was a bunch of busted commanders. <laughs> uh, people still play Historic Brawl on Arena. Well, yeah, like, that's a no thing. commander on Arena. Yeah, that's like but why would they put historic brawl in arena, but not like actual brawl? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's silly. Oh, it's because arena doesn't facilitate uh, four players. I know brawl's four v one. Yeah. God, I don't know. I don't know either. It's silly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I guess that's uh that's our episode for today. Unless oh yeah. Any parting thoughts. Um. This is our shortest episode in a while. Um, Two hours. <laughs> we could have easily talked about it more, 
uh, clearly. There's a lot going on. Um, we love Capenna. Um, I don't have any cards from it yet. Uh, the, the, the commander uh, events that they had for it had a special promo for uh, Lightning Greaves. Or was no it was Swift Foot Swift Foot Boots, either way. Yeah, one of, one of the. Two. And I wasn't able to go, and I was like, <laughs> I wanted it. Um, <laughs> but I also, if you got a command, if you're listening to this and you don't uh, watch the Professor or something, um, I believe only the Grixis deck had the problem where instead of getting your land base, <laughs> you got a the other half of your deck twice. <laughs> so fucking funny <laughs> it's so much value like i wouldn't even care because you can replace the land base in the grixis deck for under ten dollars yeah it, it sucks for new players who are like you're like you're trying to eat your friend no into the game. that's amazing for a new player because well, they well, can so trade in one or two of those cards and replace the entire land base and now they have duplicates they can use to get more cards yeah but it's like if you not being able to play right then yeah that sucks <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem. If you if you wanted to play, like get your friend into the game and play with him, but I guess like usually if you're gonna get into a game with your friend, he he might have some spare lands around. Yeah, and if you're in an LGS, they have draft setups. Yeah, you just going. Okay, this was a blue green land. Boom! Here's your way. This is a blue red land. Here's your red. Here's a a red white land. We'll put an island. Like just balance it out. It'll be playable. And but. It would be, it's, while well, yeah, it sucks right at the moment, having doubles of a brand new set that these decks are all great value. Like, yeah. If you bought this deck, these decks for 50 bucks or less, you're still getting a value. You should not pay over MSRP, obviously, but any of these decks are worth 50 bucks to play. Yeah, period. I think the cheapest deck is the. Broker's deck at sixty eight ninety six, so basically sixty nine dollars. <laughs> uh, eighty six, eighty six. Hmm? According to TCG Player Mids, this, the Broker's deck is eighty six dollars and eighty six cents value. Oh, I think mine's set to uh, Card Kingdom. My bad. Maybe. Ah, oh, mine, mine says 68, so it's obviously set to something different. I have no idea what, but... Mine says Joe both prefer Card Kingdom. Either way, um, not sure why, but it's okay. It's still, yeah. still worth it. Value either way. <laughs> yeah, they're great decks too. They're fun. Yeah. And they're good thematics to build off of, and the unique cards in them are probably going to shoot up like... Um, what was the enchantment? Resourceful defense. Already ten dollars. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna go up. And obviously, it goes without saying that the Ozolith is gonna go up. Inexorable Tide is gonna go up. Like, it's crazy, man. Yeah, this is gonna be. That's the nice thing about Commander decks is usually you don't see reprints of their signature cards for. Well, nice for the people who buy them. You don't see reprints of their signature cards for a bit, so they go up in price. And uh, apparently, I think they're going to start doing those as secret layers. It was as we saw for Capeno when the uh, 2016 commanders came out. Oh wait, 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 wait! You can get them in. You can get all the commander, the new commander cards and collector's boosters now as well. As well, yes. Yeah. But they made a secret layer of. What did you say? 
of uh, the other three that weren't printed in a secret layer yet. Yeah, Remember? I think we talked about that. Uh, it was uh, Atraxa. Oh, um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They have a I secret layer in Capenna style. Yeah. God, Which, I mean, is cool. I need but. to pay, I probably need to order that Balthor secret layer. Yeah, you need to get your dwarf on, bro. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I need more dwarfs. <laughs> more dwarf. But yeah, um, check us out on Twitter at low tech. Uh, C- it's at low tech commander. Right? I always forget it confuzzled. Yeah, at low tech CMDR. Yeah, at low tech CMDR. Uh, uh, and then at linktr. ee slash L O T E C uh, link tree, and that'll get you to all of our links and stuff for our Discord and whatnot. We'd love to. He got it. it this time. Yeah. <laughs> I had it pulled up. <laughs> oh, yeah. He I, cheated, I but he got it. it. <laughs> I kept getting it wrong, so I'm like, I, I'm gonna get it right this time. It was like link dot tree. Nope. Link tree dot. Nope. <laughs> well, it's the the dot is at the weirdest place. It's <laughs> it's not separating the words. It's in between. It's in the middle of the tree. <laughs> True. Yeah. But yeah, know this overall. Is, yeah, I, I like think, this. Uh, Capenna's gonna be great. Yeah, and if you have a chance to buy one of these precons, and it interests you, you're not losing out. Go for it. Like, there's no reason not to. The cards you get are value. The decks work. If you're playing just as a precon, it'll be fine. I do think you don't want to go up against the Cabaretti, but that's okay. <laughs> but Grixis will fuck you up. I'm just saying. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, with that, everybody have a good day. Cheers. <laughs>